Hello, and welcome to Lead Myths Debunked. I'm Helen Dowling, and together with my team at Exceptional Thinking, we'll be bringing you the latest tips each week on lead generation and appointment setting. Whether you're looking for how to get more appointments with the right prospects in your diary, or learn the latest techniques that really work to get you more leads, then this podcast is for you, so sit back and enjoy. So, welcome to our um, webinar this month. Um, we're talking about which marketing method should you use and why should you use it. But I'm going to be talking particularly about how you get those marketing methods to start working for you. So, if you've got any questions as we're going through, please feel free to put them in the chat. And um, later on, I will um, allow you to unmute yourself um, if you'd like to and ask some questions. Okay, so here's this is the main point I'm going to be covering today. Okay, you can literally use any marketing method you like as long as you get people's contact details. Because without people's contact details, there's not a lot you can do. And I'm going to give you an example of my husband. So my husband has just started his own business and I do counselling. And um, what he's done so far is lots of social media. And he's a bit of LinkedIn and he sent out some blogs and things like that. Um, but they haven't got um, many people signing up at all. Um, and I've been chatting to him about this and um, sort of walking him through what he can do to get people's contact details, which I will cover in, in today um, for you. But, um, you know, the main reason what I want him to do is find ways of capturing people's contact details. So on LinkedIn, for instance, when he's reaching out to people on there, he can get people's contact details as soon as you connect with them. But when you've put things out on the social media, on Facebook or Instagram or a blog, you don't know who's read it, what's going on with it, whether anyone is interested or not. And even if someone has um, liked um, your blog, how do you know that there's 20 more people not sat there um, right now thinking, or actually, I should contact this person, um, but just not got around to it, or going on holiday and thinking I'll contact them when I get back and then forgetting. You don't know that. So you don't know who is looking at things on marketing until you um, get people's contact details. So let's have a look at this in a bit more detail and we'll go through um, some examples of where people haven't got contact details. And I will also share with you some things I've seen in the marketplace recently. Um, so that you um, you can see exactly how it kind of might work for you in your business. Does that sound okay to everyone? Let's get cracking then. So let's look at a few examples. So let's look at blogs then. So anyone write blogs in here? Show of hands. Anyone write anything? Yeah, cool, okay. So when you write a blog, I would have thought you spend quite a bit of time writing that blog, right? So you um, you might do things like um, spend a couple of days putting, doing research, putting it together and writing this brilliant blog and putting it out onto social media or you may send it to your list or wherever. But as I've just said, how do you know 
who was Riddick? Just think about that for a second. How do you know who has read your blog? Unless they come back to you. And things we just don't do, we, we uh, as people, we might comment on something, but we li might like something. But if we're genuinely interested, we might pick up the phone and speak to that business owner. We might send them an email. We might respond to it. Um, but we also might not as well. Every single week, we send out a blog in um, for Exceptional Thinking. So on the Thursday, we send out a blog. And I know lots and lots of people read that, that blog. I know because they tell me. But we don't have that many people actually responding to that blog and saying we'd like a meeting. Um, we get them through other ways. So things like blogs are great, but and any marketing method this can apply to. But how do you know who's read it and whether or not they're interested? Let's look at the next one then. So you create a video. Who creates videos in here? Anyone create videos? Okay, so videos, same sort of thing. So um, the hard bit about videos is that um, you have to plug up the coach to actually record it. I was recording one yesterday, um, actually on Zoom, and I was really annoyed because um, I thought I did a great job. Um, but um, I didn't save the recording because I'm really clever like that. So <laughs> that was half an hour down the train. Um, so yeah, creating a video can take quite a bit of time. You've got to plug up the coach to do the video in the first place. Then, um, you know, I started that one yesterday three times because I messed it up at the beginning. So videos can take an inordinate amount of time to do. But um, same sort of thing, you know, you put that video out there, so you might put it onto YouTube or you might do it, might take it up on Facebook or put it onto LinkedIn or wherever, you might post it. How do you know who's listened to that video, who's watched that video, unless they choose to do something? And you might get lots of people who are genuinely interested in your, your products and services, but just don't respond or um, you know, don't don't comment on it, you, you know, meant to contact you, but didn't get around to it. How do you know? And this is the same with lots and lots of different marketing techniques. So I'm going to talk to you about a concept called raise your hand marketing. Um, so I first came across this years and years ago with a lady called Bernadette Doyle who runs a company called Client Magnets, um, but it's been around for years and years. Um, there's lots and lots of people who, um, I think Dan Sullivan does it. Um, um, the guy who runs the Action Coach does it. I can't remember his name now off the top of my head. Um, but lots and lots of, um, and, and um, blood sugars. Um, so he's written the book on Raise Your Hand Marketing. Um, so the whole concept of Raise Your Hand Marketing is that whatever you put out there in the marketplace, no matter what marketing method you use, that you find some way of getting people to raise their hand and tell you that they're interested. Okay? Because if we can do that, if we can find out through, let's say we've got a podcast, which I'll talk to you about in a second. Um, let's say we've got lots of people out there and we put out, um, you know, there's a hundred people watch a podcast or listen to a video, whatever it is. Um, if we've got something on that podcast that um, allows people to tell us that they're interested, wouldn't that be better for you? Wouldn't you wouldn't you rather know who's interested on that marketing piece that you just put out? 
Now, obviously, there's lots of people who are not going to be interested, but we don't we don't worry about those too much. What we're interested in finding out is getting people to raise their hand and tell us that they're interested. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about a um, podcast, um, which he does this very well. So I'll name of it for you. But this is called Seven Figure Agency Podcast, and it's by a guy called Josh Nelson. Okay, he is really good getting people to raise their hand so i'm just going to um show you some of the podcasts that he's done recently so he puts out lots and lots of case studies on here but i just want to kind of give you some of the titles that he's done so he said um cheat codes for uh, cheat codes for hiring and building a dependable team and um, how to start a podcast to grow your agency how to crush it in september how to accelerate the growth of your digital marketing agency, and so on and so forth. I think he's done like 300, 400 podcasts. But if you listen to these podcasts, what he's very good at doing is whatever the subject is, he will say something like, I've got a free PDF on this subject. And if you would like it, then please put in the comments PDF or Facebook or whatever the subject he's talking about. Now, that is really clever, isn't it? Because what he's doing there is he, he knows that he's got a big audience listening to that podcast, but he knows that the people who are interested in that subject will literally raise their hands by putting the word podcast or PDF or whatever the subject's about into the, the comments and the chat on there. And he knows that he will send over the, the PDF or whatever marketing material he's got to them. And they will, um, because of that, he's got their contact details and he can do some additional marketing to them when they send it over. That's quite clever, isn't it? It's a, it's a good way of getting people to raise their hand. And you can literally do that no matter what marketing method you use. So let's have a look at a few more examples. And these are ones that I've seen recently. So. Let's say you've written a book or you've written a PDF or something along those lines. Now, if it's a business book and you've read a business book recently, what is quite interesting about a lot of business books is that you could just read the content in there. And again, they don't know who's read the book, who's interested in the public services or not. But a lot of the books now will put in there, um, we've got some free resources for you. Here's the... Um, link to go to if you want these free resources and you can literally download them and follow along with the book. Um, so they make it sound useful and helpful, but they're doing that to get your contact details. And once they've got your contact details, they can then do some marketing to you and follow up with you. Does that make sense? Okay, so they're using that particular technique in a way to get people's contact details. Okay, next one, Facebook Lives. Um, so I've seen this done on numerous occasions with Facebook Lives. So again, when you create a Facebook Live, um, you can say to people, um, I've got some free resources um, to go along with the Facebook Live. Um, if you want a copy of them, just put the word resource into the chat. You'll, you'll find, if you look at the ones that have done this, loads and loads of people will put that. Um, comment into the chat and that person has then got 
the person's contact details, they can send over the resource to them and they can follow up afterwards. Third one I've put there, Instagram. There's a lady called Rose Radford who um, does, she does launch marketing, um, evergreen marketing, that sort of thing. She uses Instagram very, very effectively. And she'll do the same sort of thing. She'll, she'll put out something on Instagram and she'll say, if you're interested, put a comment in the Instagram uh, for me and um, we will send you over the free resource. And then she'll have chats with them on Instagram and um, the messaging there. See how powerful this is. This is not just about putting a piece of marketing out there or using any marketing method. This is about really thinking about how can you get people's contact details? How can you get them to literally raise their hand and say that they're interested? It's making sense. Okay, so this is about thinking a little bit further about, because you, you literally use any marketing technique out there. Okay, literally. So it's not about which marketing method you should use to your business. It's more about how can I get that person to contact details? How can they tell me that they're interested in what we do? And this is what my husband's not doing at the moment. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm a marketeer by trade. <laughs> and I want him to get people's contact details. Um, he, did, he was actually convinced by the Instagram and um, getting people to comment on it. Um, I was saying, for instance, they could... Um, do something around couples counselling and, you know, um, say to people, we've got a, a free article on couples counselling, put the word couples in into the comments if you want to copy a bit. So they could do things like that. He was, he was a little bit convinced by that. But the whole point about this is it doesn't matter what marketing method you use, really have a think about how you can capture people's contact details with the marketing method and how you can get them to raise their hand. Okay. Okay, what do you do when you've got the contact details? Giving it away at the bottom of that slide, then I'm afraid. What we're going to be doing is following up, following up, following up all the time. So have a think about, in fact, one thing I would recommend you do after this webinar is go and sign up for some things. Um, so you can see them on Facebook or something like that. Go and sign up for some things and find out what people do afterwards. The first thing you want to do is refer to whatever they've signed up for, whatever they've requested. Um, so in Josh Nelson's podcast, he would, if he's talking about Facebook, for instance, his first follow-up would be exactly what that person's requested. But then it's about finding out what else they're interested in, inviting them to have a conversation with you. And if you've been on to any of the other webinars that we've done, particularly recently, um, we always invite people to have a conversation with us. So we're following up and we're saying to them, this is what we do. I'd love to find out a bit about what you do and inviting them to have a conversation. Okay. So following up is really, really powerful. So what I thought I'd do now is talk about some of the things that we've done to follow up with um, potential clients and some of the things that you could try as well, okay? So one thing you could do if you just sent out a PDF to them is you could ask them, what did you think of the PDF? Okay, so what you're trying to do all the time is um, entice a conversation with them. You're trying to find out from people what they thought, let's have a conversation, let's build a relationship with that person. 
because you might have heard the um, thing in marketing before about um, marriage and um, uh, this sort of a common thing in here that people jump in too quickly and propose marriage when the person just wanted to have a coffee. Um, so using that analogy, what you're trying to do really is, is invite them to have coffee and just find out a little bit more about you and that person. So if you sent out a PDF to them, follow up first of all about that PDF, ask them what they thought, and then invite them to do other things. So my favorite method to follow up with, and I use this all the time, is by saying simply, this is what we do. I'd love to find out a bit about you. And, um, you know, let's have a conversation. And we do that all the time with, um, with our follow-up. And that has resulted in numerous businesses, numerous, sorry, numerous um, business, numerous conversations with potential prospects because we are very good at the follow-up. Um, now, if you look about the marketing, um, there are four general paths when it comes to marketing. So first of all, is getting um, conversations going, which is why we talked about the marketing and um, getting people's contact details. Then following up, then having the sales meeting and then closing the sale. Okay. Follow up is typically where people tend to be weakest on. So just have a think quickly where you rate yourself in those four areas. So getting meetings in the first place, following up with people, having the, having the meeting and closing the sale. Where would you say your weakest? Would it be around the follow up? Yeah. Okay. Because the follow up is scary, isn't it? You know, we don't want to follow up on that proposal that we just sent out, or we don't want to follow up on, um, we don't want to bother people. But bear in mind, you're not bothering people. Very often, people won't have received what you sent and just need a prod. Um, we had someone yesterday who had a meeting in the diary, and um, um, his father fell ill at the last minute. Now, we could, we could absolutely leave that, and obviously, we will respect. Um, that for a little while but if we don't follow up in a couple of weeks time that's our fault because and, and we don't know do we none of us know what's going on in that other person's head and in the um in their world unless we ask questions we don't have to do it harshly we can just simply ask the question okay so talking about more methods of following up this is about a lot of the reason that time why we don't follow up is because we often don't know what to say when we're following up so one of the things that, again, it's worth doing is writing down some ways to follow up with people that um, aren't too pushy. We're all scared about being pushy, aren't we? Um, but you don't have to be. You can simply follow up um, very gently and it could just simply be um, a nudge and um, letting people know something. But I'm going to show you something now called the alligator email. So this comes from um, Nigel Botchell's um, School of Thought and he runs the Enterprise Circle. Um, but I quite like this because it's quite a nice, fun way to follow up. So this 
if you just Google um, alligator email, you'll be able to find this. Um, been trying to get in touch with you for now about whatever service you provide, but can't seem to get through to you. Figure either you've been eaten by alligators or just plain swamped. If you have been eaten by alligators, my deepest sympathy goes to your family members. If you're still alive, however, one of the following is more likely to have happened. I hate to keep pestering you, so please pick one response and let me know what our next step should be. A, yes, I've been eaten by alligators. Please send flowers. B, no, I haven't been eaten by alligators, but you may wish I have been because I've decided I have no interest in one of your services. Sorry, you're sunk. Thanks for your frank honesty. I can handle it. So yes, I'm still interested. I've just been busy. Let's get in touch and talk. I'd really appreciate it if you could just ping me a quick reply with either A, B, or C to let me know where you stand. Thanks in advance. Okay. So if you Google, um, another one you might want to Google as well, it's a three-line email. This is one we've used as well. Um, find it for you. Okay, so this is um this is a really nice email. Hi, first name. It's been a while since we spoke with us, and I just wondered if you're still looking for insert whatever you do. If so, I'd love to help. Give me a reply or give me a call instead on insert your phone number. Regards, your name. Okay, so these are just really quick and easy ways to follow up with people. And that's called three-line email because obviously it's three lines. Uh, we've used this loads and loads. I got loads of business from it. So most of the time, this is just about finding ways to um, to follow up with your, your people and then writing yourself little templates down as to what you can do. Okay, and not stressing about it too much. Okay. Oh, it's just good. Okay. And then what I also want to cover is Denise's marketing advice. So this is a, a lady that I follow called um, um, Denise Duffield-Thomas. And she says, marketing is simply creating an offer, telling people about it, and then asking for the business. And... I think we a lot of us are, are very guilty, me included, of creating an offer, telling people about it, but then not doing the last thing, asking for the business. Um, she said when she first started, she used to, she has a um a membership site, and she said she used to have people contacting and saying, How do I find out about the membership site? And she just not told them how to find out about the membership site. So she told people all about the membership site, but she hadn't told them how to find it and how to how to actually um, get onto it and, and and sell it to them. So that, I think, is actually quite good advice on there. Okay, so do we have any questions? No, <laughs> you're all very quiet today. <laughs> we're going to be a short one then. Uh, that's absolutely fine. Does that make sense though? So you can use whatever marketing method you like. It's all about thinking about how you get those contact details, how you get people to raise their hands, and how you follow up with them afterwards. Okay, so think about the first two first, and then following up, write yourself two or three emails that you can use to follow up with. It doesn't have to be pushy, it doesn't have to be aggressive, it doesn't have to be hard sell. Remember, it's all about being helpful 
And if you think about it that way, that's going to stand you in good stead for following up. Because, being, you know, it's not about being pushy. It's about just saying, you know, I'm here. Can I help? Is there anything I can do? Um, one I came across last night, nice follow-up email was, um, we were supposed to have a call today, um, but um, you didn't attend the call. Just wondered if everything was all right. So you can do things like that. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. So it doesn't have to be pushy. Okay. So was that useful? Good. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's it for today then. So um, if there's no other questions, I will let you all go. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and I'll send out the recording to you all later. All right. Take care, guys. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead Myths Debunked. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, remember to rate us, write a review or share this podcast. And if you're looking for a company that can do qualified appointment sessions for you, then let's have a chat. Simply go to www.exceptionalthinking.co.uk forward slash contact to book some time in the diary. See you on another episode soon.